If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to the book of Judges, chapter 2. We're going to read, I think it's four verses. The Bible said in Judges, chapter 2, verse 7, And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel and Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being an hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance at Timnath-Hedares in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the hill Gosh. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he'd done for Israel. Our Heavenly Father, help us to be at our best for you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And I want us to look tonight at a little thought that says, I have not forgotten. I have not forgotten. I believe that we're living in a day and time like Pat Buchanan said in his book a few years ago. He said in half a lifetime, Many Americans have seen their God dethroned, their values assaulted, their country invaded, and themselves demonized as bigots and extremists for holding on to beliefs that Americans have held for generations. This new era, as Brother Lore was speaking tonight, I just felt a wonderful connection as he talked about the sermon, Building Bridges. I know I can't speak on that tonight, probably couldn't do it any justice, but I do want to speak on something tonight. Have we forgotten? You see, Dr. Adrian Rogers said a few years ago, and I don't want to be negative tonight, but he said the time would come when there would be anarchy in the government apostasy in the pulpits and apathy in the pews. And I think tonight as never before, I will echo the sentiments of Brother Cal Ray in saying, unless we see a spiritual awakening in America, it looks like dire consequences confront us. We're in the midst of a spiritual warfare. We're living in that day and time maybe as we approximate maybe second Philippians or there were Paul said that only he who lets will let until he be taken out of the way. As Brother Lore was singing tonight, I kind of felt like shouting a little bit when he started singing that great song about the coming, the appearing of the Lord. I'm glad tonight in Revelation chapter 4, it talks about the Lord coming for us. And in chapter, 19, in chapter 19, it's talking about him coming with us. I believe tonight, folks, that we need, as never before, to be of good cheer. Some of us, our best days are ahead. I know we can look at it darkly. We can see it negatively, but I have good news for you tonight. The Lord is still on his throne. 
Somebody asked, they said, who is the Christ of the Bible? I said, I'm so glad that you asked. He's the God man. He was man in the fact that he could eat, but God in the fact that he could feed 5,000. He was man in the fact that he could sleep, but God in the fact that he would come out of that sleep and rebuke the wind. He was man in the fact that he would die, but God in the fact that he would rise victorious over death in the grave. Somebody say hallelujah. I have not forgotten. First of all, I've not forgotten the great price that the Lord Jesus paid for my salvation tonight. Salvation is totally in Christ. It's not in uh, a prayer. It's in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm glad tonight that he that knew no sin, that he became sin for us. Aren't you? One day, Brother Richards, the Lord Jesus Christ stood before God as you so that one day you could stand before God as Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe I need to do a rerun on that one there. We're talking about imputation. The Lord stood before God as you so that one day you can stand before God as Christ. I have not forgotten that, have you? Oh, let me tell you something. We're living, I know, in a cultural war. It bothers me when we put people on the Supreme Court that can't identify a woman. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, is it raining? I said, I don't know, I'm not a meteorologist. Isn't it staggering what we're seeing today? The wokeism the critical race theory, the theories that somehow that seemingly people are getting so concerned. A fellow posted the other day, he said, I didn't send my kids to school so they could become a gay communist. I know that's pretty strong. I hope I'm not out of bounds tonight. But let me just share with you tonight as I think about this great 4th of July weekend, I want to retrace it just a little bit if I can. Is that all right? Five people got together to write this great document. John Adams was 43. Thomas Jefferson was 34. Benjamin Franklin was 70. And they got together and they decided they were going to write something. It's kindly ironic that both Jefferson and Adams died 50 years later to the day. July the 4th, 1826, Adams said Jefferson still lives, but Jefferson had checked out around noon and around five o'clock in the afternoon, Adams made his flight. A few years later, the fifth president also died on July the 4th, I wonder, I wonder, did it just happen or did God somehow get in the arrangements? A few weeks ago, I put on our television program how that on June the 6th, 
1944, President Ronald Reagan said 225 men tried to climb the hills at what he called Point du Hoc there at Normandy, France. I've been privileged to go there, go where the battles of Omaha and Utah Landing and others were. And Reagan made a great statement. He said on that particular morning when he gave the 40th anniversary, he said people in Georgia, using Georgia, were meeting to pray at four o'clock in the morning. He said in Kansas, people were meeting on their front porches to pray. President Franklin D. Roosevelt gave a six-minute appeal to the nation, told people to look to God, said that he's the one that will sustain you. And men and women sent boys from southern Ohio and Virginia and all over this country. They went there and out of that 225, when one would fall, another would take his place. There were 95 left. I just recall hearing last week how that Mr. Woody Williams in West Virginia, 98 years of age, the, the last from Iwo Jima, a Marine, went to meet the commander-in-chief. I want to tell you something today. I do not apologize for being a Christian. I do not apologize for being a patriotic American. This is still the greatest country in the world. With all of our faults and our failures, I believe God shed his grace on us tonight. I haven't forgotten the sacrifices, Brother Richards, of the men, the women that came through difficult days and times. I think of my own parents that didn't have much. They didn't have much of this world's goods. I've told you here, my mother was born in 1899. Mama didn't know a subject from a verb. She didn't know about dangling participles. She, she didn't know about split infinitives. She didn't know about gerunds. She didn't know about paragraph construction. But she said when she got saved, the greatest teacher in the universe went home with her that day. Somebody say amen. I'm glad for that, aren't you? See, you don't, you know what, folks? You don't have to send your kids to Harvard. We ought to be trying to get them to go to heaven tonight. Amen. The man or lady that takes no interest in the child in the playpen had better get ready to visit them in the state pen. Somebody said, well, uh, we, we've supplied them with materialism. We made living easy. A lot of us can remember when we didn't have air conditioning and so on. I, I was thinking the other day, I, I guess there are others that can identify with this in here. Some of you've drunk water out of a garden hose. <laughs> I don't know what it was, Brother Barron, but some of us kids didn't have a lick of sense. We'd, we'd get in a tire, sit inside it, and let people roll the Smith's candy down over a hill. 
It's, it's no wonder we don't think right today. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I haven't forgotten how it was. Folks that didn't have everything, that had to wear hand-me-downs, that had to wear rummage clothes. I haven't forgotten who we are, but I haven't also forgotten that date when I told the Lord Jesus Christ, be merciful to me a sinner. And God, somebody say amen right there. And God, for Christ's sake, forgave me of my sins. Somebody say amen. See, we're living in this difficult days. It's a time when we're talking about fentanyl. We're talking about suicides among the young people. We're talking about people being disillusioned. Many of them are discouraged. Some are depressed. But I tell you, there's a bomb in Gilead. On some glorious day, Brother Lord, boy, I love that song. I wish you could have sung it again. On some glad morning, when the Lord shall descend from heaven. Somebody help me preach this a little bit. That's good, brother. With a shout. With the voice of the archangel. We're connecting with somebody. And with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. There'll be no parting there. There'll be no goodbyes. There'll be no emaciated bodies. There'll be no people that are overcome with dementia and all kinds of afflictions. But as the brother Hill said, what a day that will be. Amen. I, I, I told Brother Cal Ray a while ago, I don't know. We may be living in the rapture generation. I don't know. When it looks like that it can't get any worse, it gets worse. But I'm here to tell you, the, 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 the bank of heaven is not bankrupt. Oh, let me, I'm glad tonight that he's still on his throne. I have not forgotten. How about you? The Bible said here that they was another generation which knew not the Lord nor the works we had done. Friends, capture this in your memory. This is a serious night here. You don't go to very many places in America on a Sunday night on a holiday weekend and have a building full. We ought to be thanking God tonight for it. Amen. It encourages my heart tonight to see you encourage me. We've got to help one another. We used to sing that old song, there's strength in the Lord. Amen. Oh, I'm here to tell you tonight, listen, COVID didn't ruin the church. It revealed it in a lot of places. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize COVID. Or, and I know that they said I had it. I didn't have one symptom. I don't know what was wrong with me. They put me in a, brothers, they put me in a room by myself. I think I could have counted every nail on that room there. 
my little wife would bring me something to eat and I'd run by her and, and uh, she didn't want to be next to me or close to me. I took it for eight days. I started asking questions. Then I started trying to answer them. I knew something wasn't right. I didn't even like the answers I was given. I'm not minimizing. Those of you, I'll tell you right now, I want to give you my thought on it. I just came back from Washington a few weeks ago. I'm here to tell you tonight, we don't need more government mandates. When those five men got together, the second paragraph said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that when any government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. And those men, Brother Lore, they put their name down there. One said, I want to write it so that big George III in England can read it without his bifocals. They knew life and limb. They would face death if captured. I'm hoping today that we see a resolve in our young people. I've got good hope for the young people. Let me chase them. I have not given up on our young people. I know there are people that try to kick the young people. I don't want to do that. I want to encourage them. Amen. I'm not here to tear somebody down. My ministry is not to run other preachers down. We don't do that, Brother Calray. My ministry is to try to reach out and be a friend to somebody. Because I found out that I've got a friend. Somebody know this friend, say amen. amen. I know we, a lot of things have gotten bad. I know that. We are living in the days when people are accusing us of everything. They think that we're suffering from some kind of psychoanalysis type disease. See, my parents, they weren't accustomed to all the acronyms. They didn't know anything about ADHD and all like that. They had one for us kids. It was called BAD. But I'm thankful. I remember our family. I remember my dad and my mother. Let me tell you something, folks. Lee Iacocca said, if you've gained everything and have not the love of family, what have you really gained? I'm here tonight to tell you that I love not only my family, but I love the family of God. Amen. I've been following this young couple here, beautiful people. My nephew, Brother Logan, Terry, my nephew, he's so highly thinking of all the Lord family. And I share that sentiment. I'm just simply saying here tonight, folks, don't let, don't let everybody tear you down with negativity. Right? I, I mean, uh, they interviewed me at the Freedom Coalition. They wanted to know 
Even CNN got in on it. They asked me a question or two, didn't like my answer, then wouldn't post it. <laughs> but that's all right. I'm glad that my name is written in another place. I don't have to be interviewed by anybody. I've not attained. I'm not an expert on anything. I've not arrived, but I'm glad there's one that did. There's one that cried over Jerusalem. There was one that cried over his friend. There was one that cried when he was born. But I'm here tonight to tell you, he's no longer in that humiliation, a humble state. He's now in an exalted state. Amen. Somebody said, well, how do you think we'll act when we get to heaven? I said, I know one thing. We can't impress it with our heads. I don't go home to my wife and I'm not going to preach long tonight because you've got a full schedule. But I haven't yet gone home to my wife. We've been married 58 years. I don't go home to my wife and say, oh, thou fairest of pulchritude, uh, great are thy amenities. Wonderful benefits have you bestowed upon me. And she'd say, are you taking drugs? <laughs> Brother Brian, when I call her, I always say, hi, lovey. I love you. She loved you to me. And I'll tell you, say that to say this. We'll not be in an exalted place when we see him. Like the four and the 20 elders that say amen. We'll bow at his feet. Somebody help me preach this. We'll say worthy is the risen lamb. We'll say hallelujah. The king of kings is alive and well. Which was, which is, and is to come. Amen tonight. Aren't you glad that you know him tonight? We ought to share these moments with our children, with your neighbors, and tell them tonight there's still hope. I'm glad tonight that there's still hope for America. When it gets so depressing and you think you can't take it any longer, I'm here to tell you, the Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen.